0: What's going on, guys? This is Dave, Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and presented to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com-winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com-w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Draft Kit. Don't Dominate your draft with the free SGPN draft kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash draft kit. And don't forget about the free roll football contest. Football is back and it's better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively on our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Discord. All right. well, Welcome in. Make sure you like, subscribe. Send us a review. Let us know what you think about the show. Let us know what content you want this season. I want to make sure we welcome our guests and let you let you guys know the first thing we're going to do is we're going to welcome the guests. We're going to do our little intros, and we're going to go into our favorite picks per round. We did a, I did a 12-team Superflex mock draft, sent it to the guys, asked them to let, let us know what, what were your, your favorite values per round so we can let you know what to pick per round as far as looking for your drafts and preparing for your drafts. Cause I know you probably still got some drafts this weekend if the wives will allow it. So, uh, <laughs> first guest, mad scientist, first time on the show. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. That's uh, some solid intro music. You got me amped and ready to go. So you can, uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF mad scientist. I'm a writer. Uh, you can find my work at the
0: all right. And uh, make sure you guys give him a follow and uh, send any questions directly to him. Um, Justin, second time on the show. Thanks for coming on, man. Second place flag football teammates uh, dominated the expo. Um, you know, it's uh, it's good to see you. He was Darren Waller. I was doing my best Hunter Renfro out there. Um, Justin, where can we find your work we you got going on?
2: Man, I was having some fun. I got the ring right here behind me, so hey, there's there's always gonna be proof, man. And yeah, had fun out there with you, Dave. You can find me wherever you, wherever you are on social media. It's Justin Henry with the three instead of an e. I host a daily show called the Justin Henry Show on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. You can find it anywhere. Uh, you'll you'll find it on the podcast streams as well. Daily show at three o'clock Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern time. Um, and yeah, I, I talk fantasy, NBA, uh, NFL, NBA betting. You name it, let's talk. And if you got questions, send them my way.
0: All right, well, we're going to get straight into the draft. I want to be able to you know, get everyone good on time. Again, if you have some drafts this weekend, have any questions, please head over to the SGPN Discord. We got you covered. We got the draft kit. Uh, but the guys are going to go through each round, and we'll start out with the first round. So Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's your first six. At the seven spot, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Aaron, I'll let you go first. Uh, what was your favorite pick of this round?
1: My favorite pick out of this round is at 111. Justin Jefferson slipping that far looks great. Uh, I just, I don't know how it, it happened with, uh, you know, in a draft, uh, two quarterback, you would think there'd be more quarterbacks. But with only four quarterbacks going for him to fall all the way to 11, it seems like great value.
0: that's the one that stood out to me as well Um, Justin who do you got?
2: Yeah, I had, I had Justin Jefferson down, but, you know, I think kind of seeing Pat Mahomes go out of the top three was a little surprising, too. Not to, you know what I mean? Like when you're doing Superflex drafts, sometimes you expect the quarterbacks to all be the first three picks, especially when it comes to those guys. I think Justin Jefferson going to the back end of the first was a surprise. But in Superflex as well, seeing Pat Mahomes outside of the top three was a little shocking as well. He's been like a standard number one pick in Superflex leagues
1: for years
0: anyone else in the first round you want to
1: discuss just only four quarterbacks going in the first round that was that was a big shock to me i'm not used to that i was wondering if that was just a two qb thing all my super flex it's always at least six you get normally kyler up there for sure hurts that that was a surprise
0: yeah and and you know we use the i use the fantasy pros draft wizard um you know and i've seen this myself so um, this could happen in your home leagues, especially if you don't have guys that aren't are used to super flex. And if you're not used to super flex, what it is, is you have an extra flex. And in that flex, you can, you can use a quarterback receiver running back or tight end. You do not have to have two quarterbacks. This is not a two quarterback league, but it does benefit you to have those quarterbacks that are scoring 25 and 30 points. And you know, when your your tight ends are scoring, you know, 10 on a good week, if they're not one of the, the top guys. Yeah, that Um, thing says
2: offensive player or like quarterback receiver, wide receiver, tight end. If you don't have a quarterback there, you're probably going to lose.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, the second round went Devontae Adams, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Kyler Murray, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. You have Javante Williams, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts here?
1: Uh, there's two that I really uh, thought stood out to me. Uh, Kyler falling out of the first round into uh, almost the mid-second, I, I thought it was great value. And Travis Kelsey falling all the way to pretty much the end of the second. I, I Normally, I don't see that happen. In uh, Scott Fishbowl, I think he went at eighth right in front of me. So just to get him at 210, that's great value there.
0: Yeah, and just a question on that. So Travis Kelsey... Um, you know, in your one quarterback leagues, it's it's a lot easier to go tight end early. Do you find yourself still going tight end early in superflex where you're going quarterback early?
1: I find uh, my, my my main theory is normally if I can get Kelsey uh, at the end of one or even the one two turn, or if I can get Andrews by the end of the two, I take one of those two. If not, I'm just I'm waiting till the later rounds for a uh, commit. Okay. That makes sense. Justin?
2: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, to be honest, seeing, you know, I just had my Superflex, my Big Money League Superflex draft, and I, and I had the 11th pick. I took Kyler Murray there. And then on the way back around, I took Travis Kelsey. So seeing both of those guys here in the second round is a little disappointing. I'm like, man, I might have overpaid. But I think the value was just there for these guys. A little bit of a shocker, though, seeing Zeke go that early. Ezekiel Elliott at the end of the second round was a little shocking. That's a, a little higher price tag than I'd want, especially with some of the receivers and quarterbacks still left on the board.
0: Yeah, and to go through my picks, uh, I took Lamar Jackson round one uh, and Alvin Kamara round two. So really happy with that start, um, being able to get Jackson in, in the, the sixth spot. He's usually not available um, when it comes down to the your, your, your Superflex drafts. Um, so he's you're shooting for upside. I listened to Fantasy Pros this week, and and one of their guests, uh, Mason, uh, said uh, it, I, a sixth place and twelfth place are the same to me. Like I want first, and I'm shooting for upside. And so in a, in a, if Lamar Jackson hits, you got you know you basically got a running back and a quarterback to combine. So um, you know obviously I couldn't get Josh Allen from the sixth spot. So I think Jackson is a is a slam dunk. Then Alvin Kamara, it doesn't look like the suspension is going to happen this year. No. If it does, then you know it's going to hurt him. But if it if it doesn't, which appears to be the case, you know he could be uh, you know he's had the most most receptions in the league, um, you know from the running back position since he's taken over that that position, and I don't think that's going to stop this year. And and in most mostly it's PPR format, uh, second round he's a he's a smash. Yeah,
2: you're setting up good there, Dave.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I told you I like this team. Um, so Jalen Jalen Hurts in the third round started it off. Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel, Leonard Fournette, Joe Burrow. We got. I took uh, CD Lamb at the at the three hundred six. Then we had Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews, Russell Wilson, Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Aaron. What do you got?
1: Again, I think I'm going to go back to the tight end. Well, Mark Andrews available. What's that three three hundred eight three hundred nine. If he's available in any of my drafts in pretty much any format there, I'm taking him all day. Yeah, when I see –
2: I like the value there tied in, especially like you mentioned. Mark Andrews is typically going a little earlier than that. Um, But CeeDee Lamb being the 7th, 8th receiver, ninth, 10th receiver off the board, whatever number that is, him kind of just being one of the last receivers to come off the board is a little surprising there. I think he got good value, Dave.
0: Yeah, CD's my guy. We kind of joked around at the at the expo. I got I got excited on a video uh, that uh, CD <laughs> Lamb's going to be a top five receiver. And I checked my rankings. I had him at six. Um, I was not going to change my rankings just to look correct. But, uh, you know, I do think he's a you know, top six, top, top seven guy. I think I have him at six in my rankings right now. Everything is just poised for a CD Lamb breakout. And as my wide receiver won in the third round, I was very happy with that. Um, In the fourth round, we had Dak Prescott, Michael Pittman, Trey Lance, Tom Brady, Aaron Jones, Matthew Stafford, James Conner, D.K. Metcalf, T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Antonio Gibson, and Deontay Johnson. Um, What what are your thoughts, Aaron?
1: Uh, Two of my favorite uh, receivers are going in this range. I like Pittman at the 402, and 408, I like T. Higgins. I'm really high on him. I know you're going to... Uh, think I'm crazy, but I don't think there's that much of a difference between Higgins and Chase. When the two of them were on the field, Higgins outproduced, and for to get Higgins, what all three full rounds later than Chase, I think that's a great bargain. Yeah, definitely yeah.
2: not mad at that at all. Like, I, th- I think T. Higgins is a steal right there, especially going after DK and Pittman, who I have T. Higgins ranked ahead of both of those guys. You hit the nail on the head. He's he's not as far off his chase as everybody thinks, but I really like a quarterback there. We talked about you know you mentioned Dave. You want league winning upside. And If you're not first, you're last. To quote Ricky Bobby, but <laughs> you know we saw Lamar Jackson go early, Jalen Hurts go in the second round, Kyler Murray go in the second round, and Trey Lance sitting up there at the top of the fourth has the very similar upside to me. I think getting him at the top end around four in a super flex uh, super flex league
1: is crazy. Yeah, Jimmy's scary. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Jimmy sticking around scary at all. You're not worried that they're going to be in a playoff hunt and pull the plug. Not again? at all. Uh,
2: <laughs> to me, Jimmy G is, is now an insurance policy on Trey Lance. The development's there. They're ready to use Trey Lance. This team's committed to him. J- Jimmy G was trying to get himself traded. He's hurt. He's still trying to play back from injury. To me, this is Trey Lance's team and I think this team's going to ride with them through the ups and whatever downs are there as, as well
0: yeah i'm not concerned at all um you know they showed so much confidence in trey Lance. you know it very much reminded me on how how the chiefs handled the patrick Mahomes situation and and alex smith was coming off of uh he they they were the number one seed took him to the playoffs like he he played really well the year before and they just were like boom you're gone and jimmy g like perfectly timed that surgery to like miss all of the quarterback and free agent frenzy of moves and all those quarterbacks were flying around that Washington would have definitely rather Jimmy G than Carson. um, But one was healthy. One was not. And the Carolina Panthers came out and said they wanted Baker Mayfield because he could come and play training, you know, go into training camp. Um, So Jimmy G is there. But, uh, yeah, I think he's just an insurance policy. We'll go from there. And uh, and, in Shanahan, we trust over here. Um, For the fifth round, uh, we have DJ Moore, Darren Waller, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, Jalen Waddle, Kirk Cousins. Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, George Kittle, Mike Williams, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne. What are your thoughts there, uh, Aaron?
1: Uh, this looks like the part of the draft where we're getting into some of the more nauseating running backs. So I'm hammering wide receiver for the next few rounds here. And the one I like even a few rounds earlier is DJ Moore. I'm not sure how he makes it this far, but I love him.
0: Justin?
2: Yeah, I'm right there at the DJ Moore uh, in the fifth round is is an awesome deal for me. And then I look later on too, and I see a guy uh, by the name of George Kittle, who's, who's looking to have a little bit more of a redemption arc. Uh, he's behind two rounds behind Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. I think you're getting good value with George Kittle, who almost had a thousand yards last year, had a lot more targets than people remember, was a lot more re- effective than people remember as well. So... Uh, getting him this late and you mentioned uh, Aaron that you're scared of the running backs here I don't mind dabbling in these running backs the dead zone. That's where I feel very alive in the dead zone
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate all of them. There's a few of them I don't mind but I also notice uh, you going kittle there. Was that an intentional uh, back-to-back stack there for you? Going the tight end quarterback stack What do you mean? Trey Lance uh, in the last round. Oh, you know what?
2: I just I do. I think Trey Lance has a good season. I think you're getting a lot of value right now on all Niners passing options because there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to Trey Lance. A lot of people don't know what to expect. And so when you mentioned Debo Samuel, who finishes the top three of his position last year, he he's fallen to the back end of the top ten of his position. Brandon Ayuk is going outside of the top 30, 35 receivers when he finished as a wide receiver thirty last year. We got uh George Kittle who finishes the top four tight end. He He's kind of getting faded right now for some of the other sexy options. So to me, all of the passing options right now are being faded for Trey Lance. And I think there's a lot of value. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Niner fan. You see the hat in the back. But I'm not just saying that because I'm a Niner fan. There's just a lot more potential in this offense than I think people realize.
1: Yeah, getting
0: Kittle in the fifth is, is pretty solid. And and Trey Lance, let's be honest, and there's some drafts where he's going second round. Um, so to get him in the fourth is, is solid value. We're going to recap our teams in a second. But before we do that we're going to check in with the sponsors and again we want to talk to you about win thinking of joining winbet now is the perfect time new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet if you're betting baseball you have to check out winbet their reduced juice in baseball games makes the best place to play MLB plus the winbet casino it's always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1000 win has also released their first QB with 5TD props There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. Just so they know, we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And I also want to talk to you about Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? It's a place where you can compare all the odds from all the major sports books. You know, there's a lot of different books out there. You want to make sure you can get the best deals. You can also compare the, the different signup codes and promotions from the sports books so you can get the best deal. The app ha- also has player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It has a bet tracker so you can keep tracking your records, all of your games, and betting activity. Again, it's handicapping, play by play updates, live scores, and bet tracking, player stats, key game stats. Projected game weather. Bet, bet tracker allows you to keep your records of all your games and activity. Go to oddstrader.com, bluewire slash oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And last thing is free, free roll football contest. Mentioned this earlier. The free roll football contests are here. College football contest. $1,500 is up for grabs. The NFL contest has $5,000 and two nights stay at win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up exclusively on our discord sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bachelors Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bachelors Discord. So let's recap the teams, and we'll, we'll start with my team. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, CeeDee Lamb, James Conner, Kirk Cousins. Feeling pretty good about that squad. Justin, uh, how are you feeling about yours?
2: Well, you know, I, I see uh, I see the squad, the James Conner right there. You could have got T Higgins, A.J. Brown there. You'd have been sitting really nice, I think, Dave.
0: Yep. No, I can see that. I can see that.
2: Yeah. Uh, which am I taking, Which squad did I? I have this Cooper Cup squad here.
0: Well, who did you pick in the first round, second round, third round?
2: So my picks were uh, my picks in the round were uh, Jefferson, Kyler, C.D. Lamb, Trey Lance, and D.J. Moore. So I'd feel, or sorry, George Kittle. So I'd feel really good about that lineup and that setup.
1: Aaron. Uh, what did I have Jefferson as well. So I, I don't think that works for both of us, but uh, <laughs> if I had him, I then I'd have Kelsey. I went back to back tight ends, I guess. and then i I like doubling back here with Higgins. That's a good start, and DJ Moore. So apparently I've decided to go with a zero RB build. I love, love the running backs and I've gotten bully tight end. It's a bit risky, but
0: well, and, and what it tells everyone out there is that you guys are are definitely for going tight end early. And you know, when you're saying tight end is a good value in round five or round two, it just tells you your your you know belief is strong in that. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. I feel like if you can secure one of those top four tight ends, especially at a good value, you put your leg you, you give yourself a leg up against the guys who are gonna be starting. Dallas Goddard and Mike Gasecchi, and all those question marks there at the back end of that t- those tight end, you know that tight end ten to twelve range becomes a lot riskier than the top four. So I think you can make up for it receiver wise later on. It's very tough to make sure you get an elite tight end. So I think securing the bag with one of the wide receiver one type of tight ends is an important thing to do in this uh, this year in fantasy.
0: And to go with round six, we start out with Josh Jacobs, then Derek Carr, Justin Fields, Jerry Judy. Elijah Mitchell, two attack Viola. Alan Robinson was my pick. Marquise Brown, Trevor Lawrence, Brandon, Brandon cooks, Deandre Hopkins and Kareem hunt. Aaron, start us off.
1: I've got two here. I've got a, a sexy pick. The high risk one would be Justin Fields. I really like him kind of a Trey Lance light, not quite the upside, not quite the floor. Uh, and then if I didn't go with him, I would take Mr. Boring, uh, Brandon cooks. I just, I can't, I, I, I must have him in 75% of my rosters. I just (laughs) can't get away from Brandon Cooks.
0: Like that. I like those picks. Justin?
2: Yeah, round six. I'm looking at the names, you know, and and this is the part of the draft where I'm like, okay, I want to get good value. And so the two players I'd be looking at here, Allen Robinson and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, preferably I probably would just take Allen Robinson so I can get the six games, but knowing me, I'd probably take a little bit of risk and take Deandre Hopkins. knowing I'm getting a top 12 guy for the second half in the playoff run. So for me, I love the value getting him at the back end of the sixth round.
0: Yeah. I've heard a lot of people trying to pair up, you know, Russell gauge later in the draft, um, you know, with a Deandre Hopkins, something like that, where you got someone that could, you know, could show out a little bit early and then fade versus someone that's not going to play early and could come on strong at the end. Um, the the next round we had Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, Chris Godwin, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Penny, Elijah Moore, Ryan Tannehill. My pick this round was Batman, Mr. Rashad Bateman. Um, really like him this year and, and getting him in the, the sixth or seventh round. Big fan of that. Um, this is a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good receivers in this round. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good players in this round. Aaron, who do you, who did you, you pick?
1: I was just thinking the same thing. This is where I love the receivers. I could take three alone that I, I love on my team. I, Bateman would be my preference, like you said. I'd also love Godwin, and I'm really high on Eli Moore. I think he's uh, a, a lot more of uh, the the one in that that uh, offense than, than, you know, everyone seems to think it's going to be a split with Garrett Wilson, but I think he's the alpha there. But like I said, my, my pick would be what you took. i, I take Bateman.
0: Justin.
2: Yeah, I'm rocking with you saying I I pretty much echo the same thing as far as the first two receivers Rashad Bateman and Chris Godwin are tremendous value. I feel like in the seventh round. So uh, to me, I would go rock solid with Rashad Bateman. I think he did the right thing there. Second up would be Chris Godwin.
0: All right. Well, the next round, we got a Monro St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith, Schuster, Adam Thielen, Alan Lazard, AJ Dillon, Hunter Renfro, Devonta Smith, Mac Jones, Deshaun Watson and Drake London. Aaron, who do
1: you you think was the best value in this round? See, I I changed my pick on this round after hearing Justin's thoughts two rounds back on (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins. And I applied that to Michael Thomas, except without the suspension, but the injury risk. How he goes two rounds later, I'm not sure. But I I just think he's got top five or 10 potential. But, you know, obviously he might not play this year again. So it's a risky pick, but it's a pick I'd be willing to take in the eighth round. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: 8th round. Can't guard Mike. Has to come home. Slant boy, whatever you want to call him. Michael Thomas is a huge value there in the 8th round. I think he in most leagues he's going to go probably 2 rounds ahead of that at least. And like you mentioned Aaron, there's a lot of potential with Michael Thomas. If everything clicks, he's a top 12 receiver. So, Getting that in the eighth round to me is a steal. I think the other upside pick that I like in this round, I'm not all on this the the train, but I think Alan Lazard could have a potentially a very good season there in Green Bay. So I'm not like one of the Alan Lazard hype guys. I'm not one of the top fifteen Alan Lazard. I think he's a good value there in the in the uh in that round.
0: Yeah, we'll and see. I just I'm just left. Go ahead, the, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, all I was going to say is most of the drafts I've done, I've seen uh, Michael Thomas actually reversed with DeAndre Hopkins. Thomas going in the sixth, then Hopkins going in the eighth. So yes. to get him two rounds later, just it's great value.
0: Yeah, and we, we talk about this a lot on the show. When you guys are preparing for your drafts, trust your board. Don't always go by the ADP. And the ADP is average. It's a really average price point. So if if, if Michael Thomas is ADP 800, that means somebody's taking him at six zero zero, somebody's taking him at ten zero zero. So it's an average. So if you're okay with just like I want to get a deal on this guy, wait till the price point. But if that is your guy, you need to get him at least twelve picks before the ADP and be ahead of the game. And you still might miss. I'm not saying go and you know, take Michael Thomas in the second round, but if, <laughs> if you're like, hey, I, I, I do not want to leave this draft without Gabriel Davis and his, you know, I'm gonna wait till six zero eight. Don't do it. Take him at five Oh eight. If you really want that guy. Cause remember it's an average and uh, you know, there's a lot of variations out there and you know, know your league. If you're, if you're drafting in a, in Buffalo or in Toronto, Gabriel Davis, he's <laughs> going to go five Oh eight, not six Oh eight.
1: Might go three Oh eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was just about to say. I seen Gabe Davis go in the third round oh, uh, earlier gosh. this morning.
2: Yeah. I, the hype train is unreal with Gabe Davis. I and mean, you know what? It's, it's somewhat justified because there's a lot of excitement with him in his role now. There's a lot of excitement with what he did in the playoffs last year. But to me, he's, just, he's one of those players where the hype might overplay his actual value this season.
1: Did, Justin, did, can I ask you one question? Absolutely. You can ask me whatever you want. Did, uh, did Stefan Diggs die? Um,
2: I, I didn't hear anything in the offseason about him. So he's I still mentioned.
1: there, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna get too carried away with
2: it. You know, it's I I don't know what I don't understand necessarily the Gabe Davis hype. I get that he has the metrics you're looking for and the vacated targets are there, but it's not like the Bills didn't just replace those vacated targets with Isaiah McKenzie. You act like there's like Dawson Knox isn't going to get more involved in the offense. Like Stephon Diggs isn't going to have a bigger role than he did last year. To me, just giving everything to Gabe Davis and making him a round five pick or a top 60 player is kind of unreal to me. But if you listen in and you love Gabe Davis, do what you got to do. James Cook even. He's going to get some of those targets.
0: Well, we will go to the round nine and start with Brandon IU. We had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Damian Harris, Tyler Lockett, Chase Claypool, Dalton Schultz, Christian Kirk, Cordero Patterson, Tony Pollard, Traylon Burks, Chase Edmonds, Russell Gage. Just to go back through my picks, I took A.J. Dillon in the eighth, and I took Dalton Schultz in the ninth. Um, I, I, Dalton is a guy I'm targeting. I don't think he's going to be available in the ninth round of your leagues, guys. He fell in this one, and I was just like, okay, yeah, if, you, if you're going to give him to me, I'll take it. Uh, I'm taking him much closer to you know, to George Kittle and Darren Waller, but you can physically see like, I, your your rankings are all linear, but your drafts are snakes. So I like looking at the draft board and, yes. and seeing the tiers, seeing the trends, and seeing what's going on. Like you can see a clear trend in round eleven. That's like the last of <laughs> the last of the tight ends.
1: Oh, like, look at that, that run.
0: Is, that's yeah. your that's your stopgap. When you look at your quarterbacks, there was a, a pretty nice run here. In the fourth round of some pretty solid guys that's kind of one of the last rounds of your like qb1s um and then you see like kirk cousins is still kind of hanging out he's not cool enough to be in the club i love he's him close he's close he's like he's out there and he's you know he's just hoping he can get in um you know maybe he <laughs> says he knows somebody
1: give me cousins over Rodgers.
0: yeah I, I keep calling him discount Ooh. stafford um i think cousins is going to be very close to stafford and, and you can get them you know, a round or two, sometimes three cheaper, depending on the format.
1: Especially if I already have Justin Jefferson on my roster, give me that stack with the cheap quarterback all day. Stack it up.
0: Round nine, who do you got, Aaron?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to get a jersey for this player. Every pod I've done, every article I've written, he's always my, my, my guy. And it sounds just gross to say it, but Chase Edmonds, especially with Sony being cut, it's Chase Edmonds all day.
2: Justin? Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Chase, you know, I was I could go on my man crush Brandon Ayuk, but I've talked enough about the Niners already, so I want it to seem like I'm a homer with every single pick. But even Brandon Ayuk's value last year, we saw him in a in a in the doghouse early on. After week eight, he played in ninety percent of the steps every single game and finishes the wide receiver 16 during that time in PPR leagues. So don't let the fact that Brandon Ayuk is going as the wide receiver 38 or maybe that he he burned you last season, he probably did better for you than you remember. Brandon Ayuk is a, is a good value there, and I think he has a lot of upside. But I love Chase Edmonds. Um, I think that's a steal going in the ninth round. He's going to finish as an RB2 this season.
0: Yeah, and, and there's, you know, interesting picks here. Um, obviously, in the ninth, tenth round, you're going to get more risk. But, you know, Clyde Edwards, uh, Edwards-Alaire is not too far off of, of RB15 season. Um, the thoughts of Rojo, um, you know, Rojo damaging his season are, are really, for me, not not there. Um, we can see something with him. And at the ninth round, um, your, your your risk is a lot less. And Tony Pollard is interesting here if you're looking for that, you know, third or fourth running back. Um, and then, you know, this some of these receivers, uh, it, it's – Aiyuk stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah, um, it's going to be more of a downfield passing attack with Trey Lance, in my opinion. And and that benefits Ayuk more than Debo. And I think you see a little bit of a shift where Debo comes down a little bit. And some of that work goes to Ayuk as well as uh, to Kittle.
2: Well, Dave, you mentioned Russell Gage. And that name was a hot name about a month ago before Chris Godwin got cleared, before Julio Jones came. And to me, for some reason, I, he was he's another player like Gabe Davis, who the hype was getting out of control during the summer, in my opinion. To me, was there really much hype if Julio Jones and a healthy Chris Godwin made his ADP crater? And I think he's going ninth round in this. He's not even, he's getting going undrafted in a lot of drafts that I've done recently.
0: Well, and that comment right there echoes a very similar comment I made yesterday about a guy that's in the next round that is not gonna be in that round in your drafts. So Damian Pierce in the 10th round is the obvious best value.
1: Yeah. That was but cheating. He's
0: not going to be. <laughs> he's not going to be there in your drafts right now. He is. He's getting fitted for his gold jacket. Um, Fifth is, round. Yeah, they're, they're chiseling out his his face sculpture. Um, Damian Pierce. I, I like Damian Pierce. I'm definitely not not going to be a hater on him, but he's going for 23 first right now in your rookie drafts. He is going 101 over Brees Hall and some of your rookie drafts. The hype is is really building. And my comment yesterday was pretty simple. If Marlon Mack being dropped wildly changes your opinion of Damian Pierce, that tells you a lot about your opinion of Damian Pierce. Marlon Mack has 126 combined rushing yards the last 2 seasons. If that was in the way of a breakout, then I mean there there really should be, you know, some some thoughts on that. And and I thought Sonny Mitchell might have been someone that came in. It didn't happen. Um, they cut Royce Freeman again should not change your evaluation. Um Damian Pierce is a fine running back and I think he's going to be a solid pick in this 6th 7th round, maybe 5th round. But if you're your drafts, he's going to go high. He went 103 in a rookie draft this weekend for me.
2: That's insane. I was on I'm I I've been on this reverse course all the last week and a half now. Damian Pierce. I was fading him. I called him mid. I said he, wasn't, he was not going to be average. He was going to be later on down the year. I was comparing him kind of like that Mike Davis, like a hard effort burly type runner, and he proved me wrong. Um, he's played very well this preseason. Now, I do want to see him play against first string defenses. How is he going to play against those ty- that type of talent, NFL level talent across the board? I think he's going to have the opportunity, which I have him right now as a flex running back three type of play more so than like an RB two, but you're not going to be able to draft him in the eighth, ninth, let alone 10th round.
0: Yeah. And, and so I, I apologize to going completely off course here, Aaron. Um, what, who was your pick in this round? And was it Damian Pierce?
1: No. We, well, I, every league I have him in dynasty, I've been selling give me that 23 first all, <laughs> all day, but Pierce, the hype train is just insane. It's a, to go back around here, the same reason Clyde's being suppressed a little. The Pacheco hype train has gotten so out of control that you're getting Clyde in the ninth. But uh, for this round, uh, I like the young receivers. Uh, Tony scares me a bit for injury, but I would uh, my choices would be either Alave or Pickens.
0: Yeah, no, I probably, like the Pickens. A lot.
1: Pick I like the picks
0: a lot, Justin. What yeah. do you got here? I think in this
2: round, I'm also looking for value. I've, I've taken, you know, I've, there's a lot, always a lot of value with receiver down here. Late, it, it's all going to be the one out of the five that you pick is actually going to have a serviceable role on your team. I'm looking for running backs here, running backs with upside, and I see Ramondre Stevenson just staring me down. He has a potential role with this Patriots team, who you never really want to trust the Patriots back. But we saw towards the end of last season, once Ramondre Stevenson got going, there's a role for him in this offense. And if he gets more involved in the passing game now that Ty, uh, Ty Montgomery is out for the season, there's a lot of potential here for Ramondre Stevenson to be a factor in fantasy football. So if they end up training Damian Harris, if the team ends up not being as good as they, they thought they were going to be now that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are deciding they're going to run things on the offense, uh, to me, I feel like there's a lot of value, especially later on in the year with Ramondre Stevenson.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I picked Stevenson in this one. I thought, it, you know, he stood out. He's someone that, you know, he's, he, he looks like he's in line for that, you know, James White kind of a role. Um, and one thing that the Patriots talked about, and we've known, the Patriots, they like to be unpredictable. Um, and one of the things that to be unpredictable, you need chess pieces that can do multiple things. You can't just have you know a, a piece that can only go one way, and Damian Harris, he can only go one way. Like he does not offer anything in the passing game. They haven't used him in that role, and so Ramondre Stevenson is a big back. He's nimble, he's got quick feet, and he can threaten you in the passing game and the running game. And I think by the end of the season, he is going to he's going to take over for Damian Harris. But I, I like him in those those two minute offenses when they're doing that spread and shred and trying to keep the defense on the field. And he's going to be able to offer things in the passing game that Damian Harris is just not going to be able to offer. Um, Second round, you know, breakout potential from Kadarius Tony. You got some veterans in here, shark and Parker. Um, But what stands out to me and, and Ken Walker, I get it. Rashad Penny's a starter. And, and this is, you know, most people it's redraft season, not dynasty season. But Ken Walker right now is going in the tenth round in this, and I, I'm buying. So uh, I I don't think Rashad Penny is going to be able to to hold on to that lead role all year, whether it's due to injury or play. And Ken Walker is is someone that I was really impressed at the combine, really impressed with the draft process. I thought he got a great landing spot with Seattle. Seattle, no matter what, has always had good running backs. I know Russ is not there anymore. But Russ, you know, Russ really wasn't there whenever uh, you know Rashad Penny was was blowing up last year. So, um, give me give me Ken Walker um, in, in the tenth round as another one of my picks.
1: Can you uh, can you scroll up quickly? When did Damian Harris go? Because Stevenson's another one where I don't think Stevenson's going to be there that late. No, oh okay, no way. round difference. Lately, I've been seeing Stevenson go probably eighth round, and Harris is the one who falls to the ninth or tenth. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. I I can see that as well, and. It, like I said, it does depend on your draft and some of your, your more casual drafters. They may not be on to it with Ramondre Stevenson yet, but um, the hype's been going. And, uh, and the, it just gets louder and louder as more and more people with, with bigger reaches keep talking about him. I mean, he was a hot topic at the expo, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I I think for sure Stevenson is going to have a role. You mentioned Ken Walker, and something to note here about younger players, about players like Kenneth Walker – not everybody in your home league is gonna know about Kenneth Walker, has done research or know have the extensive that yeah. that Dave obviously has uh, on Kenneth Walker, and so you might be able to even pass on him and let somebody else draft him, trade for him week one, week two, week three when they're when they're not running him very heavily, or potentially even wait for waivers. Like that might be a player who floats around on your waivers, kind of like Michael Carter was last year. There was a lot of early hype. He was on waivers for the the mid part of the season and then became a factor later on. So with Kenneth Walker, I'm not sure you need to draft him super early. That might be a player that you can almost fade and then get later if you really believe in him.
0: No, that's a good call. And, you know, he changed his name after the draft from (laughs) Kenneth to Ken. So he might even sneak up on you there. I mean, I remember (laughs) Sleeper was one of the first ones to actually do it. And everybody on Twitter was like, you know, they were putting like the the Barbie Ken out there. Like who is this guy? Yeah. It's like
2: uh, Matthew Stafford versus Matt Stafford or Gabriel Davis versus Gabe Davis. Just stick to one name.
0: Yeah. There's been a ton of changes and and all of us is Kenneth Walker just rolls off the tongue so much better. Um, But he did say at a press conference, he prefers Ken. Um, So let's, let's check in with the sponsors. And uh, speaking of sleeper now on a sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players You probably already have a fantasy league on it. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win money on sleeper by playing their new over under game. This over under game integrated into fantasy. The first sports game contest built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over under by itself. You can also do it through your fantasy leagues matchup screen. Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback, and not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you're so confident that Mahomes is going to hit the over on 250 passing yards. You just select that button, join the over under contest. If you pick correctly, you can win over, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your money that you put on it. Um, the main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleepers is it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see my buddies' picks, copy them. It by just a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing now and download the sleeper app. Play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make money while you're doing it. On your mobile phone, join our listener group at on sleeper at sleeper.com backslash SGP. And sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to hundred dollars. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms, conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details and don't forget about run your pool. We are doing a survivor contest over at SGP. For those who don't know what survivor contests are, you pick the team that you think is a guaranteed lock for a win this week. And you do it every week of the season. If you keep winning, you keep moving on. But if your team loses, you're out. Um, The only catch is you cannot pick the same team twice. So if you pick the Kansas city chiefs, you can't use them again the rest of the year. But you can target a team like the New York Jets and say, I'm just going to look at the Jets' schedule, and whoever's playing the Jets, I'm just going to pick them each week. You just can't use Buffalo, the Pats, or the Dolphins every single week. Run Your Pool offers uh, any, any game under the sun. Pick them, Survivor, to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. We've teamed up with RUP. Like I said, we're hosting a pool, our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. Hopping out to reserve your spot: five hundred dollars cash plus two hundred fifty dollars gift to the SGPN store to the to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com backslash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com backslash SGPN. All right, in the words of Joe P. Back to the action, and the next round is 11. round eleven. This is our tight end round. Almost every pick was a tight end. TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Boyd, Melvin Gordon, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, Zach Ertz, Dawson Knox. This is not the tight end rankings. This is actually who was picked. Michael Carter, Kenny Pickett, Daniel Jones, Cole Komet, Mike Gesicki. Aaron, you're first.
1: This round is gross. <laughs> I think it's more of a, about who I'd like to avoid than uh who I'd like. Uh at this point I think it depends on roster construction. If I still need a, uh, not a receiver, if I still need a running back, I don't mind Gordon. I don't mind Carter, you know, as, as a bench flex uh, running back. But if I'm going to be one of the, the rest of the guys here and go with tight end, you've got to go either Goddard or commit. And I'd probably go Goddard if he's still available. But for me, like I said, it's I don't like Fant, don't like Ertz, don't like Knox, don't like Gasicki. They're on my tight end avoid completely list. So I'm more trying to dodge landmines here than anything.
2: Justin? Yeah, keeping that same kind of framework, I'm not really interested in the ones that go after Zach Ertz, even though a fan, I don't know why he went before Zach Ertz. But I'm looking at TJ Hawkinson in this round. Even though he was the first pick of the round, I still think it was the best value. He's the closest to that upper echelon here out of all of these guys and to me he's the one that we've seen have a top five finish at the tight end position before so for me i'm gonna go with tj hawkinson as the best value there
0: yeah and i i do like i mean obviously like these are these are kind of your last your last tier guys and i i don't put Gesicki in this tier um dawson knox may get there due to touchdown upside but i'm not that excited about him and no offense i'm avoiding i disagree i do like zach ertz uh, i like that offense and i think you know, Rondell Moore, I, we'll see what they do with him. But I, I think beyond the six games, Zach, this is a, a, a large volume of passing. Um, when Zach Ertz came over, they used him very highly in, in, in the passing game. And you're looking at targets, you're looking at yards per route run, you're looking at air yards. All those things are great.
2: Yeah, I, I like Zach Ertz a lot. And I think he he showed that in the second half of last year where he finishes the top five tight end uh, out of nowhere. So to me, I, I like the value you're getting. D-Hop is out for the first six weeks. Even bringing in Hollywood Brown doesn't really mean a whole lot to me because I think uh, they're still going to need him for some of that, you know, mid-level, uh, those mid-level targets.
1: Is, uh, is Ertz dealing with an injury? I heard somewhere earlier, it sounds like he might not be ready week one. And uh I just think Trey McBride's got some talent. I don't know if he wants to open the door to Trey McBride there. That that's why he scares me a bit.
0: I rookie tight ends, unless they're named Kyle Pitts, don't scare me at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. And and Zach Ertz, you know, one of the things I've been talking about is his age. It feels like he's super old. He's the same age as Gronkowski, who just retired twice. But he's also the same age as Travis Kelsey. So I'm not concerned, and, and and like I said, I I definitely understand the price point for him. And you may, you know, grab him, play him, and then and then um you can, you know, you can trade him, you can trade him, and then the next round we have. Isaiah, this round, this could change with Isaiah Spiller. I do want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Sonny Michelle going over. I, I'm a, I'm Isaiah Spiller's my dude. And so he's, him and Rashad White were probably two of the guys that I had the most exposure to in my rookie drafts. Kind of my favorite mid-second round picks. Um, you know, a trade back and go grab him. But Sonny Michelle, that's a thorn in my side. Uh, not just for Dynasty, because dynasty is long-term. But this year, I thought Isaiah Spiller was going to have some value, and Sonny Michel is not good.
2: You know, I don't mind mind Isaiah Spiller because he's one of those – the same thing I mentioned with Kenneth Walker. It may not be right now, but he might have value later on down the year. And if your league isn't, like, actively moving or if you have really deep benches, I don't mind a guy like Rashad White or Isaiah Spiller who's going to be there uh, early on, or it's not going to be a factor early on, it just might be better to wait on them and trade for those guys because a lot of people give up on rookies really early. Um, I don't mean to, sorry, not I don't mean to steal your spot, Aaron, but when I look at the values there, Naheem Hines to me. They're, they've been focusing a lot on having him play a major role in that Colts offense. I don't know if I believe it or not, but I damn sure want a piece of it in some league, some form or fashion. and Getting him at round twelve, I feel like this is the perfect time, especially if we've been because you know Aaron and I have been kind of fading these these running backs. I
1: think that's a good point to get him. This is a uh, this is a round where I, I think I like a lot of these running backs better in Dynasty or later in the season: Spiller, Cook, White. Even if you go to the end, Algier, we don't know who's going to be the starter there. So I like most of those better in Dynasty. My two choices would have been similar players in either Hines or Hines-Light in Kenneth Gainwell. I think they're both very similar, and uh, those would have been my two choices.
0: Yeah, interesting with the tight end round before that. Literally every pick except for mine was a running back in this round. I went out in the limb and, and took Sky Moore. And there was literally 11 out of 12 of those picks. We're running backs, so this is where you know people are shooting for the upside with Alexander Madison, Daryl Henderson, getting some of these PPR guys, Hines, McKissick, Kenneth Gainwell, James Cook, um, and then your rookies, Tyler Algier, you know, Isaiah Spiller, Rashad White. So, um, and Mostert snuck in there as well. But uh, but yeah, I, I got Sky Moore here. Um, but I can understand why someone would go with these other guys. Um, before the Sony Michelle, I was a little bit higher on Spiller. Doesn't kill him, but you know I, I liked the fact that he was he was there. Um, Alexander Madison is a guy where I understand you may be wasting a roster spot for a good portion of the year, but if, if Dalvin Cook went down, we talked about Ricky Bobby. You know, if you ain't first, you're <laughs> last. If Dalvin Cook went down, if he retired today, Alexander Madison would be a, a top four round pick. And and you can get him right now in the 12th, 13th round, stash him on your bench and just let him sit there. And Dalvin Cook has missed 13 games in the last three seasons. Um, he's gonna play at some point. At that point, he's gonna be an RB one. And if he's a surplus and you're like, Man, I need a tight end, you got it. Boom. I'm gonna give you Mike Kosicki plus Alexander Madison. You can start him for a couple of weeks to the Dalvin Cook owner, and they're giving me, you know, TJ Hawkinson or whoever I'm whoever I'm getting. So I like running backs because I, I see them as currency, and uh, in one play, a running back's value can shoot up like crazy. And in receivers, you do see it sometimes, but not as often. And I, I just like taking tons of shots. Justin, you put a great video out the other day. It's a very similar strategy to me. If your leagues do not force you to draft kickers and defenses, then don't. Yep. You know, draft eight, nine, ten running backs, and when something happens, like Dalvin Cook gets COVID. Knock on wood, but Dalvin Cook gets COVID. I'm so glad I took Alvin Center Madison with my last pick and not Ryan Suckup.
2: Right. That last pick is you can stream defenses, you can stream kickers. So at least up until the season starts, at least until Sunday. You want to have extra players on your roster just because you never know what happens in these in these little training camp weeks these these weeks off you just never know what happens so that's why I advocate and trades happen too a lot of your league mates right now if you drafted your league mates are trade happy and it helps to have extra pieces on your on your bench instead of defenses yeah
1: Aaron. No, no, I I agree completely. The only thing I was, uh, this might be a little outside the box. I was thinking, go back to Madison there. If Cook goes down, do you think there's any chance that Madison doesn't get the entire role to himself? And maybe they mix in a little bit of Ty Chandler or Kenny, was it Wang Wu? Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that.
0: (laughs) You don't know. It's a new offense. You know, one of the the things that, you know, I I keep hearing people say, and in, in the back of my mind, I question it is like, well, last year this, last year that. There's 10 new head coaches. There's 13 new offensive coordinators. Most of those offensive coordinators have never called plays before. You know, they were like Kevin O'Connell was the passing game coordinator and he called plays on special situations, you know, like two-point conversions or, you know, fourth downs or something. Like these guys did not call plays. Mike McDaniel, he did not call plays. Kyle Shanahan called plays. Like so you can't say this was going to be like or had someone say something about like Russell Wilson. This is how Russell Wilson does things. That's how he did it in Seattle under, you know, Pete Kerr. Car- this, is, this is a Green Bay style of, of, you know, we saw it in Nathaniel Hackett did. So it, it could be different. And you're right, 100% right. It may not be a, you know, um, 90%, you know, workload. And speaking of that, maybe that's not the case for Cook. Maybe Alexander Madison might have some value there if they do use him similar to, uh, you know, some of these offenses like the Rams that use multiple backs.
2: Good yeah. points there, fellas. Good points.
0: All right, next round before we uh, finish it up. Jam- Jamal Williams, Carson Wentz, MVS, Jared Goff, Khalil Herbert, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Taysom Hill, Julian Jul- Julio Jones, sorry, Brian Robinson, Zamir White, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, thoughts here, Aaron?
1: Three days ago, this was an easy answer, Brian Robinson, but that terrible situation has uh, sidetracked that. There's no timetable really on how long he's going to be out. But for the time being, I'm avoiding him in redraft. Still got him a lot in Dynasty, which then shifts. uh, Khalil Herbert would probably be my choice. I also like Zamir White, but he may be someone you're going to have to hold a little while to get going. We don't really know how that offense is going to roll. So uh, Khalil Herbert, I think. You know, David Montgomery never really seems to wow anyone. He just seems to be there. So I see that this year being a lot closer to maybe a – melvin gordon javante williams split i like that yeah
2: i see i see the upside there with herbert that's probably the pick i would you know if i if i wasn't a big fan of tb12 and what he does i would go with khalil herbert but i'm looking at julio jones right there and i think a lot of people are underestimating in fantasy how relevant he's going to be this year in redraft We saw him have a couple really good games with the Titans. And I think a lot of people were really skeptical on AB his first year in Tampa Bay too. There's not enough room for all these guys. We saw Tom Brady carry three receivers. We're talking about AB, Godwin, and Mike Evans. They all had substantial roles, plus Rob Gronkowski. When you take out Rob Gronkowski out the fold, you take out AB out the fold. There's a lot of room for Julio, especially because it's going to take a ramp-up period for Chris Godwin. So when I look at Julio Jones, I look at that potentially having that A-B type role, not saying volume-wise, but being a a locked-in wide receiver three for your team that you can count on. I think we might be sleeping a little bit on what Julio Jones is going to bring to the table this year.
1: I, I forget the exact stat I read earlier. Anybody remember how old Randy Moss was when he had his huge season with Brady? I, I don't remember I feel like it was just over 30, but I think the stat was that the highest scoring wide receiver season after the age of 30 in fantasy history was Moss and that was with Tom Brady. so if anyone can do it with an old receiver, it's Tom Brady.
0: yeah, and you, you may not see the the volume or you may not see the yards, but the the end zone where there's no gronk anymore. um Julio Jones is rocking 85. he's just like yeah. he's probably going to be in the tight end room for game you know game film. Uh, I mean, he's, he's going to be used a lot in the red zone and Julio's going to be able to, to get third, you know, third or fourth corners. Um, so, uh, you know, we definitely just, see a resurgence with him.
1: I think he just takes over the gronk role. A lot of end zone targets.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, I yeah.
2: think a hundred percent you're right on that. And he like you
1: mentioned, he's going to see safety.
2: He's going to see linebackers. He's going to see third and fourth string corners. He's going to abuse those matchups. Cause I mean, he was getting corners last year, like, starting corners last year and now he's going to be seeing backups and linebackers and safeties. Are you kidding me? I, I think Julio might be a lot better than people think. And that that value in the 13th or 14th round, whatever it is uh, to me is amazing.
0: So we talked a little earlier about roster manipulation and how you can, you know, not draft kickers and defense still, you know, and just pick them up later. Well, I think Zach Wilson here is my third quarterback. I know he's going to be out. So I'm going to pull a jock Peterson I'm gonna put him in the IR spot, um, and, and Tommy Pham might slap me for it, but th- then I can go pick up my kicker and my defense. So, um, so you know, I do like three quarterbacks in my super flex leagues. I'm not necessarily in love with, with Zach Wilson. I you know could have went with a different pick here, um, Davis Mills or Jared Goff or even waited and got Marcus Mariota or Trubisky who wasn't even drafted. But I I, I took. Uh, you know, I took Zach Wilson here, and part of that thought process would be I would just slide him into my out for the first couple weeks until he's ready to play and use that, you know, use that extra spot to play with. know. you, you
2: Sorry, mentioned that strategy, Dave. You mentioned that strategy. There's a player who did not get drafted in here, in this draft that I'm looking at right now, and he will have that effect. You put him in your IR spot. You're going to be thanking yourself midseason, Jameson Williams, now, I know he's a rookie. He's on the Lions, and they've got Amaron St. Brown and Hawkinson and DJ and DeAndre Swift, but that player, that kind of player to me, as excited as that team was to get him, it reminds me a lot of what the Giants did with Odell Beckham his rookie year. Yep. It reminds me a lot, and when he kind of came out, he was explosive, he was exciting, and he had an impact. So that would be my player that I would do that with. Jameson Williams, one of your last picks. Throw Absolutely. him in your IR spot and
1: wait. Absolutely.
0: All right, last round before we go into some some extras, uh, we had Gus Edwards, Marcus Mariota, Christian Watson, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup. Who, uh, Michael Gallup? There was some news today. He, he's cleared. He's, he's looking more likely, maybe in the Chris Godwin type of a situation where he's maybe not ready to go full hundred percent week one, but he's a lot further along than than we thought he was going to be. He he's clear from the pup. <clears throat> Um, Pat Firemuth, Jacoby Myers, Ronald Jones, Hunter Henry, Jimmy Garoppolo, Marvin Jones, Sonny Michelle. the last pick, only did 14, no kickers, no defense. Who
1: stands out here, Aaron? In following with the tradition, I think I would take either Gallup or Watson. Is Do we know, is Christian Watson IR eligible yet if we take him? Can he be stashed?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I
1: don't know. No. Uh, I don't so that, so. Would, okay. that would because be Edwards what, what it depends on for me. I, uh Edwards would be another one if I needed to stash running back. Uh, this round is kind of ugly. Uh, I think I would I would take Gallup here and I would stash him for a few weeks. Uh, you know, pick up the defense like you said, or a kicker, or whatever, and just uh, see how he goes. Because didn't Dallas they also IR James Washington today? So yeah, James
0: Washington and Pyron Smith went to the IR.
1: They're going to so. be pretty slim. Well, well, what, anybody they, think what, they might sign Will Fuller? They need someone.
0: Yeah, and with the IR, they did it after the 53-man. So those guys can come back. If they if they were put on the IR prior to the 53-man, uh, like the cuts, then they would have been out all season. So Tyron Smith may come back, you know, later in the year. And you can see Michael Gallup, not Michael Gallup, uh, James Washington earlier than that. But he's going to be out for quite some time from what it sounds like with a foot injury.
2: Yeah, who knows when it comes to the Cowboys. I know they rolled out Cole Beasley's probably not coming back there, and Will Fuller, who knows when he's going to be healthy. Odell is still on the Bills hype train trying to get on there. So who knows when it comes to them. But the pick I like in this, and nobody really talks about this because it's not a sexy pick, and he's he's been injured in the past. Marcus Mariota, to me, has a little bit of appeal down there, going outside of, like, the top 28 quarterbacks. Like, he's damn near yeah. the last quarterback to go. So for me... I think we've seen Marcus Mariota play at a high level. Now, do I think he's going to play at that level this year? No, but I think as your quarterback two, or your bi-week quarterback or your flex, you know, your, your quarterback, when your, um, your backup quarterback, I should say, it's a strong option to me. I think he's going to have a lot of standalone value there in, in two QB leagues.
0: Yeah. And in your redraft mm-hmm. leagues, I definitely do not recommend uh, Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson is <laughs> no. not going to go to your IR spot in most leagues um, but Marcus Mariota would be a guy if you were trying to get a bridge or Trubisky, um, they're a little riskier cause you don't know. I mean, Marcus Mariota, he could start nine, 10, 12 games, or he could start four. Um, that's my only concern with him, but I, I do agree completely. They're going to run the ball. And, um, with, with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, they're going to give defenses fits in the red zone. This matchup nightmare between his rushing ability and between those guys, um, you know, I just, you know, I, I do. The only fear I really have with Mariota is how long he's going to play.
1: Yeah. Have Have you guys uh, scrolled up to see the other quarterback? The, that team only has two quarterbacks in this 2QB league. Scroll up. It's not real pretty.
0: Yeah. So, Derek Carr and, and Marcus Mariota. That's, that's oh.
1: not where I would be going in a 2QB league, but that's not at just all. me. And how are you going to name yourself Matty Ice and Easy and not even not even draft Matty Ice? Hey, it's both Raiders ugly. quarterbacks from last year.
0: Yeah. No, no, bueno. Yeah, bold um, strategy. So, so we, we, we just want, just to throw this out there a little bit just before we get out because we're almost, we're at the hour mark, just a couple guys on uh, just good list. All your players. Who are some guys that you feel like, you know, you can, you can rely on as, as values when you're, you're constructing your roster, Aaron, you can go first.
1: Chase Edmonds. Like I said, I've been taking him everywhere. I, you know, in the, uh, eight, nine, 10 range, I don't know how he falls there. He's just, I, I think, I can't see how he doesn't get all the work there. Even if Mostert gets some of the cur- carries early on, he's going to be down within a couple of weeks like he always is. Uh, for receivers, I've been drafting an insane amount of Rashad Bateman in rounds 8, 9, 10. I, I'm not big on the Baltimore passing attack. I think Mark Andrews takes a lot of it, but he just seems like he's too talented to, to pass up. Uh, tight end, I'm all about Cole Komet in. Like I said, rounds eight, nine, ten. Those seem to be the uh, the seven, eight, nine, ten range. I seem to draft the same players on every roster, uh, even and quarterback in the same range. Uh, Tom Brady. That seems to be the uh, quartet of players I stack in the seven to ten range, and I just I own them on probably seventy percent of my rosters.
0: Love it.
2: Yeah, in normal drafts, the the players I'm finding a lot of value on. Jameis Winston, not in this draft, obviously. Jameis Winston is a player that I'm finding, you know, you can get tremendous value on late. Uh, at running back position, I like Chase Evans a lot as well. I think he goes a little too late and has RB two potential. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to me sticks out like a sore thumb because you can you can manage six games and be okay without a receiver and then get elite talent. And then at the tight end position, he went undrafted in our draft. David Njoku, like to me, I feel like there's a ton of value there. I didn't see him at all uh, in that draft. And I think that um, you can get a ton of value with him as well.
0: Yeah. And for me, uh, Kirk Cousins, we talked about him. He's a guy that is like my perfect QB two. Um, and in my single quarterback leagues, he's a guy that you can get, you know, um, pretty late. And I feel like, you know, he's, he's not going to offer me top five numbers but a solid top 10 guy. I do think the offense is going to be improving and, you know, people he's, he's boring, you know? Um, but you, you want the rushing guy cause it's exciting last year in the top seven, you know, your rush first quarterbacks, none of them were there. You had to, you had to have 4,000 combined yards to be in that club and Jalen hurts threw 16 touchdowns. He was the QB eight, even though he was a QB one every single week. 16 touchdowns, not going to get it done. So like Justin Fields and those guys, and then on top of it, you guys, guys missing time. Lamar Jackson missed time. Kyler Murray missed time. You know, it, it happens, you know, like, so that's, that's one of my fear with these guys is you got like, if you're going to go with someone like Justin Fields, something like that, back it up with a safer option. Um, because if he does run for as often as they think he's going to run, he could get hurt. Um, so there's, you know, there is a, you know, they say rushing gives you a, a, a high, high floor. Well, it does not, it's not a high floor if you're missing games. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, so I, I'm definitely ensuring those guys. As far as running backs, AJ Dillon, um, you can get AJ Dillon in the sixth round. Um, I think there's this a very good chance this guy leads the league in, in rushing touchdowns this year. 10 plus rushing touchdowns is not, not out of the realistic possibilities. And this guy can catch the ball, going to be on a very, you know, very good offense. I know that they don't have a lot of star power. Still got Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a good offense. And, uh, and they have a good defense, which is going to have a lot of run-heavy type of game scripts. So A.J. Dillon's a guy that, you know, sixth round as your third running back. Uh, I'm comfortable with him as my second running back. But as your third running back, I'm all over it. Mike Williams, talked about it earlier. Um, I'm comfortable with Mike Williams being my, my wide receiver one. Yeah, I'm not having to pay him as wide receiver one. I'm, I'm, he's wide receiver 18 in the ADP. So um, I saw him all over that. And then I, I like the Njoku pick. Um, I'll go with someone else. Um, I'll say Albert Okubanon, uh, Albert O, A-O, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I'll take the shot because he has an athletic profile that is that other guys just do not have. He's an absolute freak. And I know that you got Sutton and Judy there. Um, but I think Russ can support three options. And, you know, if you're looking at somebody that could have huge touchdown upside on a good offense, Albert O is there. And uh, Greg Dulcich went to the IR. I know there was some hype about him. Again, I, I'm zero scared of rookie tight ends. But Dulcich just went to the IR. Um, some Patrick. So even more wheels up. You could see a Robert Tunyon type of, a, you know, 60 catches, but 10 touchdowns for Albert O.
1: No Patrick either is going to help that
0: absolutely 100 yeah. 100 and kj hamler will have his games and stuff he's more of a best ball pick for me i'm not you know i think he might have a couple games where you're like wow this guy's good but i just don't think you're gonna get consistent output and albert O is going to be out there on like 90 percent of the snaps so um in a very competitive a- afc west we are going to see him running the ball you know just points putting points up on the board like crazy well We did a little bit over an hour. Appreciate your guys'
1: time. Time for tags. Again, Aaron, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at FFMadScientist, or you can catch me over at TheLeagueWinners.com. Justin?
2: Yes, and it's Justin Henry with a 3 instead of an E. You can find me on any social media platform, including YouTube, where I host the Justin Henry Show Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm also on FanDuel, Fantasy Guides. You name it, I'm there.
0: Yeah, check this guy out on TikTok. He is not going after me yet, but he's def- they, they definitely got a body count over there. Um, they just go and stitch and body people. Um, I, I love it. I watch their videos all the time. Always hit that like button. Uh, thank you guys so much for your, your time and your knowledge. Uh, everybody, go check these guys out. And as always, good luck this season.